Welcome to Be the Scandal, the sacred rebellion of being your most authentic self. I'm your host, Danny Hickman. If you've been enjoying this podcast, I invite you to take a moment to rate my podcast and click subscribe. This helps people learn about Be the Scandal and gives them the opportunity to join this journey of radical self love. Now let's jump into the episode. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about triggers, but not in the way you probably have talked about triggers before, but in a way that is steeped in self-love. I feel like a lot of my wisdom about triggers is, of course, through my traditional training as a trauma psychotherapist, but also because I've been navigating a lot of my own trauma triggers because I'm human and I'm trying to live my life the best that I can. It's interesting because I think sometimes when we go to do this work on ourselves, we have the expectation that we won't be triggered and life will just be seamless. We'll be able to navigate life with ease and flow all of the time. And of course, I want that for people. I want people to be able to navigate life with a lot of flow and ease most of the time. And in those moments when life feels particularly hard, I really want people to be able to support themselves the best way that they can in a loving way as they navigate their triggers. Because if you're human, you're going to get triggered. I think that we all just have to accept that fact and learn how to love ourselves through the trigger. And that's really what this episode is about. How do we love ourselves in those moments after a trigger? After we've maybe had a big reaction and we look back on it and we think, ooh, If I could do that over again, maybe I would respond a little bit differently. Maybe I would take a moment and I would calm down before I say that next thing. I'll speak for myself here and I wonder if this resonates with you. Sometimes after I've been triggered and I have a big reaction and I'm looking at what just happened, I feel a lot of shame. I feel upset with myself and I think, why did I react that way? I'm so embarrassed. I can't believe I said that or acted like that. And typically my go-to response to myself after the trigger is a lot of shame. And although sometimes I can't always change that initial reaction and that shame comes in, I do have a choice in those moments to shift how I'm showing up for myself and to move into an energy of love and an energy of curiosity so that I can actually learn how to love those parts of me that feel hardest to love. And for me, a lot of times, those are my reactions to emotional pain. Those are my reactions to my triggers. When you think about your initial reaction to a trigger, that right there is an attempt that you're making to stay safe and connected. I don't care what your reaction is. I don't care how dysfunctional it might be. At the core of it, it is a part of you that feels like they need to show up and take care of you and do what they know how to do to keep you safe and connected. Most of the time, these responses are unconscious, which just simply means you're not consciously choosing to react in that way. It's an automatic response that comes in in response to perceived emotional pain. And what you might not know is a lot of those more dysfunctional responses, those big reactions that when you look back on them, you're like, oh, would probably do that differently. Most of those come from a younger version of you, a version of you that coped with that emotional pain in that particular way. And it probably served them because when we're younger, we have to figure out a lot of times how we cope with our emotional pain the best way that we can. And what has served us previously doesn't always serve us now as an adult. 
And when I was able to recognize that within myself, and when I help other people recognize those automatic ego defenses that come up to keep them safe and connected, there's a lot of compassion that can come in here. Once we recognize, oh, I'm doing that thing. And although it might be dysfunctional, the reason I'm doing it is to keep myself safe. And a part of me feels like they have to show up in that way and they have to keep me safe in that way. And when we can learn how to shift into that observer mode by saying, oh, there's that thing I do, then there's a lot of expansion that can happen here because we can drop into curiosity and compassion and gentleness and get curious as to, ooh, why did that part of me feel like they needed to come in so intensely when I was triggered? What was actually being threatened there? And start to open the door to how could I respond differently? Now, I could ramble about this all day, and I'm sure there's going to be more podcast episodes about our ego defenses and how we keep ourselves safe and connected in response to emotional pain. But that's not necessarily what this particular episode is about. This episode is about how do we love ourselves despite our reactions to our triggers. Let me give you an example. One of my go-to responses to emotional pain is the flight response. When I feel perceived pain, especially in relationship, I have an automatic response that comes in and it is a part of me that is like, I don't need anyone and I'm going to get out of here. So in my mind, I just imagine a part of me already has her bags packed, the car is running and she is ready to go. And when I get triggered and I have this response, it does almost feel like I can't control it a little bit. It feels like I'm kind of watching myself engage in this response. In the moments when this happens, and I can consciously be aware of like, oh, okay, I'm triggered, I'm having this response, I want to get out of here, it can feel really powerless and helpless because sometimes, depending on what was triggered, it can feel really hard to get out of that. So if you ever feel like that, I just want to normalize that experience of feeling like I'm watching myself and I feel like I can't get out of it. And I also want to provide some hope that there is hope that this can shift and change but part of the changing it is learning what are your go-to responses to emotional pain and how do you support yourself in creating new responses to that perceived emotional pain, new responses to help you feel safe and connected that are actually healthy and supportive of you. I'm interrupting this episode to tell you about a free download to help you lower your levels of distress. This mindfulness meditation is one of my favorite practices to quickly ground my energy and show myself love by slowing down in those moments when I need it. You can find this free meditation in this episode's show notes. Now let's get back to the episode. But I had this experience with my boyfriend recently that elicited this reaction and a part of me definitely overreacted in the situation and had that intense response of like, well, I'm just going to pack my stuff and I'm just going to go. And she feels really sassy and feels this like hyper independence that comes in when I feel like my connection is being threatened. So if that ever happens to you, I see you, I hear you, I'm definitely with you because that's part of my experience too. And after an experience like this, when I come back down, I feel back in my body, I feel more connected to my adult self. I do have a lot of shame that comes in that's like, oh, that was embarrassing. I can't believe I did that. I can't believe I said that. I can't believe I acted like that. And although that is my immediate response to my reaction, I have learned in these moments that what actually goes a long way is a lot of self-love. 
So what I've learned to do is love on myself and even love on that part of me that felt like she wanted to get in the car and she wanted to leave as fast as she could. And I do that by saying to myself a version of, okay, I know that if we could go back and do that again, we wouldn't react like that. I know that we want to change that. So like I'm almost acknowledging what that shame is trying to do, right? When we are shaming ourselves, a lot of times for me, it's because I don't want to do that thing again. So if I shame myself enough, maybe that will motivate me to act differently. So I like to say some kind of statement to myself that acknowledges that. Okay, I know why the shame is coming in. It makes sense that you're here. And then I imagine that part of me that is so reactive and so quick to get in that car full of her stuff and to get out of Dodge. I just imagine having a conversation with her and what I know to be true. If I really actually go deeper into that response, what she's trying to do is to just stay safe. And she's learned if I disconnect from my relationships and I create this big wall and this barrier, I can feel safe. And although we know it's just the illusion of safety, right? Because that's actually blocking me from deep intimacy and connection. This part of me felt like she needed to do that in that moment. So what I want to do is I want to love on her and I want to love myself enough to say, I know why you did that. Because really, even though it might seem kind of ass backwards, I did that because I love my boyfriend so much. I don't want him to leave. I don't want our relationship to end. And it's not even that it was actually being threatened in that moment, like really, but it was an argument and it was a moment where some of my old stuff was triggered and that part of me got scared like, oh no, he's going to go. Our relationship's going to end. And so she did what she knows how to do. When we learn to see our emotional responses and these reactions to our triggers as that, as a part of us just trying to keep us safe, it really can elicit so much more compassion Not saying that we always are going to let that part have the driver's seat, but I can have a lot more compassion for that part of me because she was just scared and doing her best to stay safe and connected. So I want to validate that for myself. Okay, I know why you did that. That would make sense. I see you. And what I've been doing is dropping in a little bit deeper with this particular part and saying and asking a version of, what do you need right now to feel safe and connected? You just had this experience, you had this argument, you had a big reaction. I know why you reacted like that. It makes sense that you reacted like that. And what do you need now? How can I support you now? And this is radical self-love. Because when you think about it, this is that attuned reparenting. This is what we want when we're younger, when we have a big reaction and we act out of control. We want our parent, we need our parent or caregiver to come in and meet us with love and not shame us for that reaction. An attuned caregiver would see a big reaction like that and say, ooh, okay, there's something else going on here and would want to look kind of under the hood and see what is the deeper need being expressed here. And when I look at that experience with my boyfriend and that story I just told, it's like, ooh, my deeper need was I needed connection there because I felt a threat to our connection. What the antidote actually is, is love. That's what I need. That's what I needed in that moment. And of course, my partner and I reconnected. We talked about it. We sorted it out. I feel like we're really good at that. When things like that happen, we use these moments to actually deepen our intimacy. And as individuals, what we can do is use these moments to actually deepen our intimacy with ourselves. Because most likely when we have these big reactions to our triggers, 
love is exactly what we need. We need that support. We need to be seen, held, and to be done so in the energy of unconditional love. And now this isn't to say I'm not going to try to show up differently because I definitely am. But it's going to be a little bit easier for me to show up differently because this part of me that feels like she needs to come in and protect me so strongly by just leaving and saying, see ya, I don't need anybody. She needs such deep love from me because she's coming in and trying to protect me because she doesn't think I can do it myself. She doesn't think that I can show up and be present in the emotional pain of whatever that argument is about or whatever is being triggered. She doesn't think that I can handle that. And so by me offering this defensive part of me a lot of love, I'm building that relationship with her so that she can learn to trust me. And in those moments when my stuff is getting triggered, maybe loosen her grip a little bit and try to show up a little bit differently. So even if you want to change how you are reacting in situations, remember you have an opportunity to get curious as to what happened and what you actually need in these moments and what you need to feel loved, to feel safe, to feel secure and feel connected after the trigger. These are the moments that create radical self-love, learning how do I forgive myself for showing up in ways that I don't necessarily want to show up, and how do I meet myself in the energy of unconditional love? Again, not that we're not going to change how we're showing up, but we're going to love ourselves enough to attune to ourselves so that we feel seen, heard, held, and valued, and supported, and starting to shift how we show up to our triggers. That is radical self-love. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Be The Scandal. If you like what you heard, don't forget to click subscribe so that you can join in on the sacred rebellion of being your most authentic self.